Welcome to You Ought to Watch This Movie, the podcast about movies from the first decade of the 2000s, a.k.a. the aughts. Follow along and explore a movie from the aughts, getting unbridled opinions from two millennials. Sit back, relax, and enjoy one of the best decades in movies. Unbridled opinions, indeed. (laughs) Welcome to the second iteration of You Ought to Watch, this movie yes welcome so why don't you introduce us to what we're doing today okay well first i'm colin he's miles allegedly and today we're talking about a rom-com called down to you okay and down to you was 2000 right yes all right and it was released January 21st. Um, it uh, starred Julia Stiles and Freddie Prince Jr. Yes. So let's recap the, uh, I guess, the trailer first, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what were your first thoughts on the trailer? My first thought after we saw the trailer was, I feel like they told us the whole movie in the trailer and i like why would we need to watch the movie now um although once we got into it i was like okay well we see the in between things i guess but yeah i thought the trailer was misleading after i watched the movie that was incredibly misleading because the trailer at least and by the way if you're listening to this spoiler alerts galore so um you know if you're listening, stop and watch a movie if you don't want to be spoiled. Um, although I'm not spoiling you specifically, I'm spoiling the movie. <laughs> so um, the way it was misleading is when the trailer was on, it seemed like the arch of it was surrounding like this big fallout that, um, um, oh, what are the characters' names? Uh, Freddie and Julia, okay? Um, You got to look it up so we can actually uh, speak intelligently. Uh, So this setup for the trailers, like there's this big fallout between this couple. and I know their names now. What what are they? Al and Imogen. Oh, Al and Imogen, like Imogen Heap, Mm -hmm. the, you know, um, uh, artist, the uh, music artist. Mm -hmm. So... This fallout between Al and Imogen, you know, is set up in the trailer and, you know, there's a fallout that occurs during the movie, but it's relayed to me in the trailer that there's this big grandiose gesture by Al, Freddie Prince Jr.'s character. And like he, you know, it leads me to believe that he's going on this cooking show and, you know, saying, I need you back or something. Yeah. And Nope, nope. It's just telling their story, which, you know, it's nice. But, you know, that was my uh, first thought after the movie. I I can see that. They kind of um, moved things around in the trailer. So it was out of order and misleading, as you said. Yeah. But what was your initial? That was was your initial. Okay. My other initial thought was it's an old style rom-com. I'm not sure if I will like it. Okay. And uh, there was a voiceover. Yeah. There was another voiceover <laughs> in this trailer, which, you know, hey, what's wrong with voiceovers? 
Uh, but what I wrote down whenever I originally watched it is whatever happened to Freddie Prince Jr. I still don't know because I haven't looked it up, but you know, I haven't heard from Freddie Prince Jr. I know Julia Stiles was uh, part of the Bourne series uh, and other, um, you know, she had a uh, role in, what was that movie? The uh, Christmas movie? What movie? Oh, no, that was Claire Danes. I I'm thought sorry. you knew her from Dexter. Oh, yeah, Dexter. Yes, yes, of course. She played Lumen. Um yeah, um, and uh, well, I originally knew her from the Bourne series. Oh. It, 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 God, that character angers me so much from Dexter. Um, which anyone who watches Dexter's watched Dexter through uh, season five knows what I mean. So uh, that was my first thought. Whatever happened to Freddie Prince Jr. Uh, and this trailer uh, really made me nostalgic for AOL Instant. And Yahoo Messenger is, uh, I, I don't know why, but uh, did they have those little chat things on there or something? I don't know why, but it made me really nostalgic for AOL and Messenger, you know, AIM. Uh, also, uh, this uh, movie was released in 2000. There are some, th yeah, there are some heavy 90s vibes going on. Uh, overall, I like this type of rom-com. It really doesn't feel like the trailer is uh, hyper-focused on the uh, fruit gushers and feelings that, you know, uh, that occur through uh, the movie, which is nice because, you know, as Colin likes to say, I just, you know, get on my phone whenever they're having, you know, the ending moment to any episode. Like, oh, you don't want to hear what they have to say. Well, this is over. It's just character development. I can listen to that. Well... We should also, I guess our next segment is when I talk about actors that we recognize from other things, okay. which of course, Julia Stiles was on my list because you knew her. I didn't, I don't really know her at all. Do you want to tell them why you know how I know her? Not really. Oh, well, I do because <laughs> it's kind of funny. So I, I made the comment and, you know, uh, I guess you can't make jokes, you know, around your wife, but uh, we weren't married. We weren't married yet, but you know, it's like I, I called her one of my celebrity wives, and you know, she was just so aghast by that. I just didn't think it was something you should say to someone you're dating. You're probably right, but you know, I don't have the best judgment in that sense, so. We also recognized Henry Winkler. Yes, Henry Winkler. If you don't know who Henry Winkler is, uh, you've watched Parks and Rec. He is George Ralphio's father. Um, God, I, I love him in that. He's also the attorney in Arrested Development. Another fantastic, fantastic role. Uh, and, and, and the uh, most important thing that he's famous for. What? The Fawns from Happy Days. Oh, um, no one cares about that. Yes, they do. That's why. That's why they will know him. Oh, well, I never watched Happy Days, so. Well, I don't know how to help you then. Well, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> I, I'm just reveling in Parks and Recreation uh, because uh, George Raphael's father, and you know, in the words of George Raphael, he was the best. We also recognized Ashton Kutcher. Kutcher or Kutcher or Kitcher? That was Kutcher. I don't know. What it is. Ashton, Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, that's Whatever, right. Kutcher. Whatever. He was a creepy guy. Yeah, 
Totally. James Morrison. Nice to meet me. Uh, I, I recognize Selma Blair, who was also in Legally Blonde a couple years later. Mm-hmm. And then Jimmy Kimmel, of course, made a cameo. Oh, yes. Jimmy Kimmel and Adam Carolla in their man show appearance. I don't know if people listening watched the man show, but that was a, unfortunately, couldn't be made today, but that was such a glorious show. They had those segments about, you know, men and vengeance. And uh, I always remember they uh, were talking about the uh, avoidance pajamas or something to that effect, where you were sitting on a stripe. He was Adam Carolla was sitting on a striped couch and the wife came out and, you know, he didn't want to do anything. And so he folded up into the uh, couch. So he was camouflaged with his pajamas to avoid doing housework. Okay. So I think that's everyone that we recognized. Um, Okay. And then we should mention that this is rated PG-13. Actually PG-13. None of that supernova PG-13 nudity crap. We actually agreed with with that for the most part. So So the, um, uh, let's see. So what's our next portion? Our comments. Oh, our comments. So um, do you want to start off? Well, the first thing that Miles said, and I put it in my notes, was they broke the fourth wall. Yeah. So the comment I wrote is he immediately gemmed the camera. <laughs> Jim from the office. Like, you know, looked at him like. Yeah. And I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. It was kind of, they had a, they had interviews. So it was like the office. No. Um, the other, the first thing that I wrote down for myself was this is not. So this takes place in college. Um, Al is a sophomore and Imogen is a freshman. And I was like, this is not my college life. And I started college eight years after this. Let's be completely fair. Is your college life consisted of work, 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 work. I don't think people. On homework. That went to my college. I don't think this was their college life either. Oh, I don't disagree. I, I don't necessarily dorms. think that that initial like bar scene where uh, Imogen and Al meet is like an everyday occurrence. But, you know, I, I would imagine that there's at least one of those times, you know, in the atypical college life without cell phones. Okay, that's fine. One time, but they were like, partying all the time and it's like yeah. they ne- you never even saw them in class for for contact yeah you didn't see them in class for context speaking of class colin here graduated summa cum laude so you know she is a smart one she stays away from those bar scenes so she's not going to be picked up on by some creep <laughs> okay but speaking of the bar i wrote down real cigarettes like they're they're full-on smoking real cigarettes in there I like the jukebox though. That yeah. was fun. Um another thing throughout that I like noticed was the music and a lot of them reminded me of Gilmore Girls songs and also actually one of the songs was in the pilot of 
Gilmore Girls. Imagine that. It's called My <laughs> Little Corner of the Worlds, but I don't remember who the artist is. Because I think the one on Gilmore Girls was a cover. If only you had a Well, okay, but what I'm saying is I remember looking it up, and I don't think the one on Gilmore Girls was the same version they played. You got to stay in the mic. Was the same version they played in the movie, so it doesn't really matter who the artist oh. is. Okay, just, all right. Well, it was the same. It song. was the same song. Yeah, but um, uh, I'm I'm still on the bar uh, scene. <laughs> that weirdo with a shot. That's what I wrote down. That's that. That was Ashton's character. Oh, okay. Yeah. What a freaking creep that dude played. Like, what wasn't that around the same time as Butterfly Effect? I don't know. I just feel like, you know, that, that role was beneath him. Or maybe not. Maybe that was, you know, a method actor's role. Because, jeez, he was a weirdo. Butterfly Effect was 04. Oh, okay. So it was after. Oh, okay. So maybe he had to, you know, go through the grime to get that, you know, the, his subsequent roles. Oh, was he in that? Butterfly Effect? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I don't know what he's been in except for that 70s show. <laughs> And, and Valentine's Day. And after Charlie Sheen got kicked off of Two and a Half Men. I never watched that show. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> That's um, when you say, I don't know how to help you. <laughs> um, but oh, also, um, inside of the bar, they were eating. Uh, I don't know if it was a first bar scene or another subsequent bar scene. But I wrote down and thinking about it. What restaurant do you know that serves a rack of hard-boiled eggs? I didn't see that. Well, I did. And I just thought, like, mm, okay. Like, they just have a specific egg rack that, you know, they have for customers. And, you know, what, what if they get a whole bunch of customers ordering it that day? They have a rack for every customer for hard-boiled eggs. And who's ordering hard-boiled eggs at X o'clock at night in a bar. I don't know. That just seemed ridiculous. But hey, maybe maybe, it, maybe it's a Boston thing or, you know, a New England thing, huh? That was Yeah, because that was New York. Okay. They were in New York. Yeah, like New York. Okay. So, um, 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 how, what is it? The, um, what, 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 what else you got? Um, Al's dad's idea for the cook's reality show was hilarious. Oh, yeah. like It, <laughs> it would be a horrible show, but it was funny. The, I, I have to believe that Henry Winkler was somewhat involved just because his character across so many shows, that level of comedy of like a cop style, uh, you know, cook show where they hold a family hostage and cook dinner for them. Like, <laughs> like cops. Like, fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was funny. Yeah. You're going to find out really quickly how childish my commentary is. Um, but, you know, uh, the comedy that they were willing to, um, <laughs> that they were willing to push is uh, there's a scene when I think they're in their apartment and he's worried uh, about, uh, oh, yeah, as um, I guess he was getting you know uh, uh on with some foreplay with some girl he met not al but one of the other characters 
And he was flipping out because, oh, she stuck a finger in my butt. And he asked the question, does this mean I'm gay? <laughs> that was so funny. Uh, that character was ridiculous. Yeah, that was. Oh, also, after, you know, the, uh, that scene, whenever, you know, they're initially starting to get to know each other and they're changing um, uh, music likes. Oh, my God. The CD binder. Oh, that brought me back. I was right there looking through all my freaking, you know, uh, 2000 to 2005 CDs, uh, thinking about, you know, like all the uh, burn mixes I had. Ah, that was wonderful. Didn't that make you think of our relationship? Because for the people that don't know us, a, a big part of our getting to know each other phase was through music albeit it was through spotify same difference yeah i know but the 21st century yeah. cd binder that 21st century cd binder which is spotify okay yeah that's fair um but i mean i guess in the sense like i i i, I identified with them getting to know each other through music like we did uh and but at the same time there's this distinct memory in my head of smelling the plastic as a page turns and, you know, like seeing, uh, you know, hybrid theory or reanimation or, um, um, uh, diary of Jane, uh, Chevelle, like all of those bands. Yeah. That's cool. So, um, another thing I put, you wrote more things than I did this time. I, Last well, time I was writing a lot more, but I was enjoying it. Okay. Um, that's what I said. I'm enjoying this one. <laughs> you wrote a comment that says I'm enjoying it. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> that's good. So um, the... Uh, oh, so as the movie develops, there is, uh, you know, one of the idiot friends, which I don't know which one it is. Uh, but, you know, he's talking about the tingles, right? The honeymoon effect of a new relationship. And he's, you know, sitting there uh, saying, oh, the tingles are going to be gone, man. I'm sorry. But what kind of friend does that? I mean, really? One who's jealous. Yeah, there you go. One who's jealous. I mean, hell, if I had a friend and, you know, they're in that honeymoon phase, I'm like champion. I'm like, yeah, man, good. You know, live vicariously through that. That's so cool. You know, but what a, um, <laughs> trying not to say anything. Jerk. Or, well, well, I'll say it. What a douchebag. <laughs> what a horse is behind. So, um, you got to talk in the mic. I wasn't talking to the audience, but I'm trying well, to figure to out, I'm trying to figure out what the character's name is. Well, I don't see him on the I will tell you. So, on the cast, you're talking about the bigger guy? Mm-hmm. Uh, the weirdo. The artist. Ricky James. That That's his character name? Uh, yeah, I believe so. I'm going to pull it up. Yeah, it's this guy right here. He looks a little older, but... He looks better in that picture. <laughs> Okay. I don't think that's the same person. Well, maybe not. Well, it's one of these. Uh, is it Zach Orth? 
Oh, yeah. I think that's him. That looks more like him. Is it? Okay. Maybe. I don't know. So, um... So his name was Mark. Okay. Monk. Monk. His name was Monk. That's oh, it. Okay. That sounds familiar. Okay. So um, is um, as the movie develops and, you know, like the tension, you know, the straw that breaks the camel's back, so to speak, was the dumbest effing thing you have ever, ever, ever seen. Who the ever loving hell says, hey, girlfriend, I got invited to be an extra in a porno. I'm not going to hang out with you tonight. It was because he was being peer pressured. And some people aren't great at handling peer pressure. I'm just going to be blunt. You know, you got a girlfriend, go home, make your own porno. (laughs) I mean, like... And, you know, to think that, you know, she's leaving for Paris in two weeks, right? And to think that that's just going to be okay. Yeah. Oh, someone wasn't thinking. So, um, uh, oh, and then uh, whenever they had that conversation and they're sitting at the gas, uh, or they're standing at the cash register at the gas station, she says, here, you pay for uh, the cake because that way you can have your cake and eat it too. I thought that was such a bomb line. And she just walks out like, yeah, idiot. Yes, but if that had happened to you in real life, you literally would be like, why are you upset? I don't know why you're upset. Listen, listen, (laughs) my being blind to understanding how you or other women think and wanting to understand and my oblivious nature to understanding, oh, I did something wrong. I don't think that I should be conflated with that kind of stupidity because like I, yeah, you're right. I'll, I, Always ask what I did wrong because I want to know specifically so I don't mess it up again. I'm sorry. I wish I, I wish you know, like uh, you know, we could mind meld so that way you know you wouldn't have to think <laughs> about what I'm thinking. You could just know. No, you wouldn't have to think or, yeah, about yeah. what I'm thinking. Swap that. Reverse it. <laughs> Strike that. Reverse. Strike that. Reverse. Like, like Willy Wonka. <laughs> All right, so um, we are down here. So cake and eat it too. Um, I wrote here. I prefer Henry Winkler's dad on Parks and Rec. God, yes, I did. I mean, like that dude's just so funny. So um, then he, um, I put. I wrote this down. I don't know what it means. Then oh, is Henry Winkler? Uh, <laughs> That's why I wrote it down. He plays a cook, a chef on TV, right? And he's sitting at a restaurant looking at the fish and he just tosses the, you know, fish that he doesn't like over his shoulder and lands on, you know, some table across the restaurant. And it's just like, okay, he just throws a fish. He's like, "Ah, that's no good. Like, (laughs) stupid. Um, uh, So... As the uh, movie develops further, there's this scene where um, um, they are Imogen and Al are lying in a bed, and you know it's supposed to, I guess, present that it's still busy on whatever night they're you know in bed already, and so they're. They it's can a Friday. He- yeah, they can hear these idiots outside, 
and they're laying in bed and you hear this one guy say, oh man, or oh no, I just took a dump in my pants. And it's like, what? Did you <laughs> like, have to bring that up? Like, clearly you've, you've, uh, clearly you've, uh, illustrated that there was a lot of noise. I don't necessarily think you had to take it above and over with that one, but, uh, you know, anyway, so as, um, the, I guess the crux of the movie comes to fold, you know, uh, it really comes to uh, a crappy position that what it a crappy position that Julia Stiles character uh, Imogen put herself in and she slept with the creep Imogen Heap. Or, I'm sorry. <laughs> she slept with the creep Jim Morrison. Yeah. You Ashton Kutcher's character. Yeah. And then, you know, they broke up like, because they were already having problems because they didn't communicate with each other about what was yeah. bothering them. Well, I mean, you know. And they were trying Whether to... it's a lack of communication, that you know, doesn't mean a lack of panties and getting into bed with someone else. And they were, you know, they were just trying to act too adults when they're still, you know, kids, Oh, yeah, basically. yeah. It, it's stupid. I mean, I did like the progression, like how they... I think they portrayed... A, relationship pretty well like you know the infatuation stage and then like if you don't grow together you're going, going to grow, to grow apart, apart yeah. and then you're going to have problems and and i think that they played that i mean they illustrated that really well um and i liked how they had their cake you know yeah which you know ultimately at the end of the movie they end up getting back together you know after some time apart mm -hmm. which you know it's really nice but you know still just you know pretty crappy and and also julia styles was 18 years old when this was filmed no she wasn't look it up i did she's eight years older than you exactly she was 18 years old when this was filmed filmed in 1999 so uh one one thing about that is is uh, yeah uh, she was like uh i guess uh rock star actress as a teenager but then you know like all of these years are supposed to pass and they just make her hair longer and it's like okay so i'm supposed to believe that you know she's all this older well they made her hair straighter um, they made it straight so it looked more professional and well, I'm mean, not saying curly haired. I mean, in her look, it looked more um, polished. And so she. Looked oh, like yeah, yeah. Yes. Because she's a before, grown up job. <laughs> because before she had, you know, just like messy, you know. Hair yeah. Up yeah. Up and oh, up, OK. I, I can see the uh, difference. OK, so you're right. I didn't realize she was 18. So she was actually playing. The age she was supposed to be playing, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, for the first part, yeah, eighteen years old, freshman. Freddie Prince Jr. was like twenty-four or something. Yeah, so kind of creepy, but not really. I mean, so what? What else do we got before we close this out? Um, our ratings, I guess. Okay. Oh, and we were actually we never said the summary that I wrote. Ah, uh, that's fine. Here's the summary now. Okay. 
<laughs> this movie follows a college couple's love story from the beginning and through the ups and downs of their evolving relationship. Next time, put it up here. <laughs> I but I have to I put like it that. at the bottom because I won't oh, know how much. I have that, to do it after we watch the movie. So you're thinking. Okay, that makes sense. I just sense. have to remember. But anyway, our ratings. Ratings. So I would give this movie and... Um, See, I like movies, so I give this a 85, 83, a B. I think I'm going to give it a B plus, give it an 89%. Okay. Percent. Um, I was, well, I this was already on my potential list like for, uh, for a long time because... Mm-hmm. We had talked about just podcasting about rom-coms, but then we changed it to any movie oh. type movie. So this has always been on my list, and I was I was not like you were surprised. Pleased. Like I thought I would like it, probably would, and I did like it. So well, good. Well is catch us next time for the next iteration of You Ought to Watch. I don't know what we're watching, but it will be awesome. And uh, we look forward to seeing you back here. But for now, I'm Miles. I'm Colin. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to You Ought to Watch This Movie, a podcast about movies from the first decade of the 2000s, a.k.a. the aughts. Be sure to subscribe for new episodes covering movies you ought to watch. We'll see you next time.